Welcome back, Tributes, to episode 71 of Into the Arena. I'm Holly. I'm Emily. And we are back for the 71st episode with some announcements. Join us for Tribute Talk every Thursday, 6.30 Pacific, 9.30 Eastern. You know, we're ramping up for ballads, so every week it's just chaos. I mean, <laughs> the last few weeks we've been, like, talking for hours or, like, having a list of things we have to get through so definitely something if you're into ballad and movie news and then text the u.s number this also works on whatsapp plus one seven one seven eight four four six five five nine to sign up to receive texts from the academy kind of quiet right now we're waiting for our academy texts but sign up for those and then turn on your notifications for youtube and instagram because ever since the trailers come out we have just been hopping on lives, so join us for that, and those are our announcements for today. But before we dive in to kind of talk about Lucy Gray and Katniss, I thought it would be kind of fun. I sprung this on Emily, like, right before we started the episode, and I was like, you know, let's add something to this episode, and I think what I want to do is a Who Said It, Katniss or Lucy Gray to maybe see how similar or how different they sound I don't know oh my gosh we'll see if I can do this I'm a little scared (laughs) we will see so the first quote is thank you we don't have much cause to look nice in district 12 Katniss or Lucy Gray (laughs) oh no um well that would be true of both characters Mm-hmm. Uh, honestly, I feel like this could be either. They both said but... it. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> they could have both said it. <laughs> I I'm leaning towards Katniss though because Lucy Gray does try to make herself like look a little bit better. Like I'm thinking about her reaping outfit, the rainbow dress. Mm-hmm. So yeah. maybe Katniss. You're right. Oh my god, you got it. <laughs> okay I'm glad these aren't like throwaways though right like no that that took some thinking okay Okay. the next one is nothing since the reaping has seemed very real Katniss or Lucy Gray (laughs) (laughs) I did some sleuthing wait wait say it again nothing since the reaping has seemed very real I'm so glad that this is working. Uh, I don't remember this quote, but you know, I feel like that's a quote both of them could say or think. Oh, I want to say, can- is it Lucy Gray? Yes. You're getting them. You're doing really well. I'm this really is so stressful. <laughs> okay, the next one A Mockingbird is just a songbird. Katniss or Lucy Gray? I feel like that's Katniss. Yes. Okay. okay. You're three that one for I was three. More sure of. <laughs> You're three for three. No bird is just a bird. It's that's Lucy very Gray. true. Yeah, I don't think she would say it's just a songbird. You know. <laughs> team songbird or team snake? You oh my gosh. Team snake. <laughs> team songbird. <laughs> and then last one. I'll tell you more when my skin stops crawling. That's Katniss. Are you sure? What? What? Are you positive? <laughs> 
think that I actually remember this quote and that it's something yes. that Katniss says to Peta. Uh-huh. Yeah. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. You got all of them. So like I made this. I'm glad that you got all of them, but I'm glad it wasn't easy because we would have thrown it out. But like <laughs> I feel like this is me like a teacher moment. These quotes emphasize how similar Katniss and Lucy Gray are. And we're talking about the quote by Francis Lawrence that Lucy Gray is the anti-Katniss, which Emily will start, I guess, lead us into the episode. So in an article with Empire Magazine, I believe it was, they kind of used that clickbait title from Francis's soundbite in this interview that Lucy Gray is the anti-Katniss. He said Katniss was an introvert and a survivor. She was quiet and stoic. You could almost say she was asexual. Lucy Gray is the opposite. She wears her sexuality on her sleeve and she's really a performer. Lucy Gray loves crowds. She knows how to play crowds and manipulate people. I mean, I think everyone was pretty shocked when this article came out because of the clickbait title and because Like, I think some of the words that were popping out was like sexuality, wearing her heart on her sleeve, entertaining, knowing how to manipulate. And I think that was something that a lot of fans were a little bit confused about because they're very, very strong words for Lucy Gray. Yeah, I think it's just we were all kind of wondering why they were focusing on sexuality as the comparison versus personality or Mm -hmm. even their similarities or even just the fact that she's a performer and Katniss is not really. I'd be so interested to read this entire interview with him. I guess the reason that this interview was so short is because they kind of have to chop up their interview with like Francis and Nina into multiple articles because they don't have the actors interviews Mm -hmm. to pull from but yeah it's interesting that they pulled out anti-catness but it's we don't know exactly what the quote was from Francis Mm -hmm. Lawrence that included that I think it's just interesting though like you said because it's so strong of a term the anti-catness even if you don't mean it that way Mm -hmm. saying anti anything it has a negative connotation Mm -hmm. to it when you read that it it sounds negative when you say anti so saying the anti-catness I don't know I don't even like seeing that phrase you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) anti-catness because it makes it seem like like if someone were to say that they were anti-catness you know Mm -hmm. it would mean that they didn't like Katniss they were against Katniss Which is interesting because then as an audience member who hasn't read the books and we know that it's about President Snow and then we have an anti-Katniss in quotes, anti-Katniss, it would kind of make you seem like they're both from this evil side, if that makes sense. I don't know. I think it's kind of confusing to have that being said about yeah. the character it's definitely a good clickbait title but i don't know mm-hmm. if it's a good marketing the film no title because people love katniss mm-hmm. and i feel like it just also kind of feeds into this rachel zegler hate mm-hmm. that's going on so i don't like it good for empire's clicks i guess but yeah not for movie promotion i guess kind of in our realm I know we talk about our background in reading ballad for the first time and we all know I wasn't quite a fan and you weren't like it wasn't your favorite of the books 
but I guess one thing is how did we first react to learning that we would follow another District 12 female tribute in Ballad? Like, I remember being kind of a little bit upset about that because it was a little bit too much on the nose for me. And so I, I can imagine, like you said, a lot of people teaming up on this hate culture that we have and not liking the movie because of that shock value. Mm-hmm. like reading the reaping I was like what is going on I was so upset with it because her mm-hmm. reaping is so different from Katniss's yeah and I mean when I heard that it was going to be focused on the district 12 girl tribute again I was like really mm-hmm. <laughs> really Suzanne and I felt like that until a certain point into the book and so I think that seeing anti-Katniss and learning that there's another female district 12 tribute could be off-putting for audiences who haven't read the books or haven't read the new book but I mean yeah you get to the reaping and I feel like it's still a little bit like what (laughs) yeah which I think I like how they're connecting the hanging tree so early on with marketing is because it's like a good relationship that people like it's a cool connection that the two stories have and so I think because ballad is so musical having that kind of be the introductory piece is a really good first move I think I was upset with it at first but I understand why they are focusing on that now yeah people love the hanging tree mm-hmm. I feel like it's the, the most... rebel remix <laughs> I even like the rebel remix oh like, my God. I'll, I'll take the radio edit it's fine <laughs> it's grown on me yeah um, just like meltdown yeah I think going with the hanging tree is like a, a really smart move and connecting the two of them and their rebelliousness you know what it's so funny I was looking up um different references of singing in the book and there's a line that Katniss says um about how she would absolutely like never sing for the capital it's when she's trying to figure out what her talent Mm. is and catching fire she's like I don't really have any talents unless you count hunting think or singing but like I would never sing for the capital which I think is interesting because that's in direct opposite of Lucy Gray although Lucy Gray is hesitant to sing for the capital also actually she really is singing at the reaping for herself she wants to be the show she wants to like go out with a bang before mm-hmm. she heads the, the arena and then when snow wants her to sing in front of the capital she's like well why would i do that like what's in it for me yeah so they both don't want to sing for the capital is what i'm Unless trying to say, were, i guess yeah which is weird because why didn't she do singing as her like post victor talent instead of fashion i think it's because singing is so personal to her she doesn't want to share anything real of herself with the capital but you know what is that lucy gray also yeah like does she not want to share her real self she just puts on a because why friend. didn't why did she go back to district 12 when she could have stayed and performed in the capital pluribus says like he has a place for her to perform and he would love for her to perform there but she hates the capital so i don't think she would have wanted to do that either so maybe behind the scenes similar in that way yeah maybe behind the scenes they offered her that and they said no or she said no snow finds out about that later and then he makes it like so that you can't say no unless somebody close to you dies which is what i hate (laughs) because lucy gray oh my god lucy gray 
came up with the whole idea of hurting someone close to you because it was when the tributes were like, oh, we could totally kill Snow when he approaches them. And she's like, well, they ha you have people back home that they could take this out on. And she said that in front of him. And I was like, Lucy Gray, like some of these things, I'm like, Lucy Gray, if you had not said know. this. She didn't know. I know. Same with just like, I laugh and think to myself how kind of funny it is, like a baller move that Corio ended up getting the plinths as like his adopted family after <laughs> I hate that. I hope that's a real gut punch in the movie mm -hmm. because it's a real gut punch when you're reading the book. Yeah. That just made me sick. So I also, I looked up singing in the trilogy, but I also looked up rainbows and I don't know if we've ever talked about this before, but mm -hmm. Katniss doesn't like rainbows. So I feel like she's a, a little bit anti-Lucy Gray. <laughs> Okay, we'll end it on that note. Katniss is, <laughs> is the anti-Lucy Gray. <laughs> it's the scene when she's um, talking to Rue. Mm -hmm. And she asks Rue what she loves most more than anything. And Rue says it's music. But I think she says music is like as frivolous as hair ribbons oh, and rainbows yeah. or something like that. Mm -hmm. which I'm like I don't know it's interesting like rainbow doesn't come up very often in the trilogy but mm -hmm. it usually comes up in relation to the capital the capital mm -hmm. being a, a rainbow a rainbow is like excess it's like something that's not useful to Katniss so I think it's just interesting that then Suzanne chooses a rainbow to kind of symbolize Lucy Gray in the prequel yeah because even in the prequel Corio is like, what is she wearing? He's like weirded out by Lucy Gray's rainbow dress at first. And so maybe Lucy Gray had the influence on the Capitol. Like I could see Tigress taking that and like other stylists taking that art and going from there. Very interesting. That's really cool. And another point where rainbows are mentioned is with PETA when he is mm -hmm. talking to the morphling. I think, who's, oh. who's dying in the arena. Mm -hmm. And he said, but I haven't figured out a rainbow yet. They come so quickly and leave so soon. <gasps> <gasps> and I'm like, wait, Lucy Gray is like a rainbow. She comes so quickly and then she leaves so soon. <laughs> I don't know. That right there. No. Is that, is that something? Love... Is that nothing? <laughs> that's something right there. That is I feel like... like that is kind of like, that's how... Suzanne thinks about a rainbow and so mm -hmm. that's how she chose to symbolize Lucy Gray who just like disappears. I kind of think that I'm more on team Lucy Gray is alive question mark. Ever since Dr. Paradis said that he thought that Lucy Gray was alive I've kind of questioned every single thought I've had, so. I was so sure that she didn't make it, like that she was dead until we read that interview from Suzanne that's apparently been out since the book came out, but saying that she wanted to leave it open in case she wanted to, you know, revisit it. And I'm like, okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess what I always thought is that Suzanne has not decided herself whether yeah. Lucy Gray is alive or dead. And I think she, like a lot of authors, just has left that open for herself. Like she doesn't even want to decide that until she knows mm -hmm. if she needs to decide that. 
but I think it's possible that she's still alive and and we could see her reference to again but I think that quote is just everything to me I love that line and it's PETA talking about a rainbow too which so it's like super cute Lucy Gray, I think, would be friends. Oh, they would be. She would be the one in District 13 taking care of him, like actually taking care of him. Best friend goals. Well, she does. She's Gracie Say, right? Yeah, exactly. So, anyway, <laughs> I think a fun question to ask is kind of the legacy that Lucy Gray leaves for Katniss. Like, how, besides the hanging tree, did Lucy Gray influence Katniss's story, or did she have? any influence because a lot of people liked the story of Katniss being plucked from the masses I mean she definitely brings entertainment to the games which I know is kind of a more removed influence Mm -hmm. on Katniss because Katniss ends up having to perform in -hmm. ways that are established by Lucy Gray even more than just entertainment the like entertainment of your personality and creating that appearance of how you want to appeal to audiences and what kind of tribute you want to be. She almost has to be kind of perceived like Lucy Gray. Katniss does. I feel like her mm. outward yeah. persona. That's she kind of has to be like Lucy Gray on the outside, but she isn't really like that. No, that's a that's a good point. I wonder if that's just because we have our extrovert and our introvert. But I think, do we actually really know Lucy Gray then if she's just giving off this? Because when I think of Katniss as a tribute, as a capital citizen watching, I think of her as like this giddy schoolgirl. And I guess I can kind of see that in some parts of Lucy Gray. So what parts of Lucy Gray were real? to us do we ever get to see that real character it kind of upsets me (laughs) kind of upsets me no I mean I still feel like I struggle with understanding who Lucy Gray is way more so than Katniss and maybe that's because we're in her head right in the books whereas Lucy Gray we never are Snow we know that he's two-faced one way on the inside and his thoughts versus what he actually says in dialogue but we don't Mm -hmm. really know that about Lucy Gray she seems to be like this really optimistic person but at the same time I feel like she is very good at manipulation she's always performing so is that really who she is I'm just really hoping for the movie to help me flesh out and understand who Lucy Gray is better honestly I think one thing we already know about them that they have in common is their self-preservation because Katniss is doing everything for Prim, but in the games, like there isn't that focus as much on Prim in these action shots where it's life or death. Like she's self-preservation because she's a tribute. Same with Lucy Gray the whole time, even after she wins the games, which is similar as Katniss, is self-preservation. And so... I think that is kind of like that legacy that she leaves from her from entertainment is that needing to put on that face and survive. I feel like they also both go out of their way to help people. They're both very protective of their family, first of all. Like that's the most important thing to them, which I don't know. Interesting question. Do you think that Lucy Gray would 
if volunteering was something mm. that was allowed, would Lucy Gray have volunteered for Maud Ivory if her name had been picked? That's a good question. Because we know like volunteering mm. should be like a a rare thing. I mean, when yeah. Katniss volunteered for Prim, that was like a big deal. Nobody had ever done that before in District 12. Yeah. You ask fans, oh, would you volunteer for your sibling or whatever? Pretty much everybody says they would, <laughs> which I find funny. I don't really know if I believe that. But I don't know. Would Lucy Gray volunteer for one of the Covey? I don't think so. I don't think so. But the hard part is, is like we don't see. We don't see a lot of them interacting. And we don't see Lucy Gray for who she is. So I think that's a really interesting question, Emily. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah I want to know what people think. Would Lucy Gray volunteer for Maud Ivory? And I agree with you because so many people do do that. Where it's like, yes, I would volunteer. But, but like, you? we live in a different society. Like, that's not the world we live in right now. Like, you don't actually know what you would really do. But it does seem like they're both very protective of their group you know mm -hmm. of, of their family um like the covey is very important to lucy gray and a big part of her identity um both in like yeah. her work that she does and as like a family unit would you consider the covey more a geographic sense of family like a descending from because the way i think about it is there's capital and there's districts and Katniss never really, like, how big of being a district person is her identity. It is her whole identity, but at the same time, it's not something she ever really talks about. Whereas Lucy Gray always talks about, oh, I'm not district, I'm not capital, I'm Covey. Yeah, I feel like Katniss always refers to the scene as just, like, her unfortunate circumstance. That's true, yeah. Kind of, and also I feel like she's a little bit set up part from this seam or like sees herself that way because mm -hmm. she is self-sufficient and functions differently than the rest of the seam and I think what I like in the end about how different they are is that it's because they're meant to be individuals and just because they're both victors from district 12 I think the only part that rubs me the wrong way is the connection to snow is everyone's connections to snow and I know that that's a big conflict that a lot of fans talk about is that concern with viewing snow's reaction to Katniss's moves based on his past relationship with Lucy Gray and so I think that's a big problem that a lot of people have is it's just too niche like it's just too niche that these two girls from the seam are picked to go to the games and they both have this close connection to snow I feel like it explains a lot about Snow, which I like. It explains his obsession with her and why he's paying so much attention to her and maybe even mm. why he doesn't just kill her, right? True. Like, I, I feel like yeah. it would be so easy to have just killed her right after the games instead of being intrigued by her and, like, seeing if if he can get her to work with him and like control mm -hmm. her I don't know I just feel like it, it makes so much sense and it makes me like the character of Snow in the trilogy as a villain 
even more. I don't think it negates any of the choices that Katniss makes or anything that she does, which is why we love her, because she doesn't know anything about Lucy Gray. Like, none of her story or her actions are influenced or, or changed by the fact that Lucy Gray existed in the past. It's all just related to Snow. That should be the Instagram reel that you make out of this episode. Because I think you so, like, you so perfectly capture why this connection between the two is okay to have. I think, like, you honestly changed my perception and feelings about it just by what you said. Because so many people have this problem that, oh, everything that Katniss does is pretty much all taken away by Lucy Gray. But like you said, she has no recollection. She has no idea who Lucy Gray is. And so I think that's a really, really important point to focus on that they're so different, but they're also very similar, but also mm -hmm. they're individuals. I mean, I guess the one connection, it's the hanging tree, but we love the hanging tree. And I mm -hmm. feel like reader's favorite thing about mm -hmm. Ballad was learning more about this weird song like where did it come from what does it mean that's the biggest connection between the two of them and it's something that people actually liked so and what I love about the hanging tree is how it represents how history has used music to make change like we've talked about I love this that before. every time you bring that up <laughs> yeah like and it's a generational thing like it's so amazing that we see it pass through Lucy Gray to Katniss. Mm -hmm. That's something she started mm -hmm. so long ago. Like finally it has built up to this point where it could have such a huge impact, mm -hmm. which I think Lucy Gray would love. So really, I guess the question is Lucy Gray, the anti-Katniss. I just, I hate that word anti. <laughs> is she the opposite Katniss? Is she everything that Katniss isn't? They're so similar in some ways, but they're still so different. They're so different in personality, but they have a lot of similarities too. And I mean, it makes sense that they have a lot of similarities because they're essentially family. Not to say that they're like blood related necessarily, but if Maud Ivory is related to Katniss and Maud Ivory and Lucy Gray were essentially family, like it makes so much sense that things were passed down so they would have a lot of similarities I feel like I agree with everything you say but when I ask the part like is Katniss everything that Lucy Gray isn't I feel like that kind of answers it because yeah Katniss is everything that Lucy Gray isn't and Lucy Gray is everything that Katniss isn't but they both also have similar ways in which they go about things like they know when to show their emotions and they know when and how to manipulate people. Because I think Lucy Gray is more mature in that aspect of knowing how to manipulate people. But by the end of Mockingjay, Katniss knows how to manipulate people mm -hmm. just as well. She, I feel like she becomes more Lucy Gray-like. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's almost like Lucy Gray is that model, which is why she would be a perfect greasy say for <laughs> our Katniss. <laughs> Anything else about Lucy Gray and Katniss? I feel like I just want to wrap up by saying they're both amazing and they both have a piece in my heart forever. There's no choice between the two girls, but maybe there is. It depends on the day. Yeah, I feel like 
I've learned that there are more pieces of my personality that I can relate to Lucy Gray as time mm-hmm. has gone on. I just explain it like she's a theater girl and like I'm a theater girl. So <laughs> I, I, I get it now. <laughs> it, it all makes sense now. <laughs> I love that. I feel like it made sense for us to cover this post-interview and I was telling Emily, like we're about to enter a new era. So we have episodes coming out every Sunday this month. So stay tuned for that every week, new episodes. And I kind of feel like we're wrapping up this era of our pre-ballad life. Come November, it's ballad season. I cannot believe, like, can we just take a second to realize that it's October of 2023 like do we remember when casting announcements were coming out like when the movie announcement came out (sighs) it's been years pre-ballad let's just enjoy this and it made sense to kind of do a final episode before we get to know movie lucy gray and then we can compare we will see you next time bye